0: We're gonna get started, man. I, I'm excited to get this sh- this uh, show started tonight. First of all, welcome back to another episode of Late Night with Locks. Um, thank you guys so much again for all the love that you guys show uh, us. As I told you, this show is a D.M.V. show. It's a Maryland show. It's everything Terps. Uh, you never know who's gonna show up here, but I'm always excited when we keep uh, we get the homegrown players. Uh, back here on the show and we get to talk everything DMV and as as you guys know uh, growing up here in this area I grew up a huge Terps fan so uh, just want to thank you guys for coming on and always showing great love again I want to thank Tom Wilson man it was great to get an opportunity to talk to him uh, on Tuesday night um, with the Washington Capitals and all the success they've had and wish him and his family well uh, that they're safe and again thank him for coming on i got to thank DHB, D- uh, Darius Hayward Bay, for uh, coming on uh, out there on the West Coast, uh, a former Turk, uh, excited, was excited to talk to him, and as well as uh, Vernon Davis. And um, you know, I've known Vernon and his family a long time, so it's always good to get Turks back uh, on the show and, and just to talk about what they're doing in their lives now. And then last Tuesday was a great show to have all three of those guys, and again, I want to thank them. Again, if you ever miss these episodes, you can always catch them on NBC Sports Washington. We also have it on our Maryland Athletics YouTube page. Uh, you can go back and they have them there, as well as our Here to Turtle podcast people. They also replay this thing. So, um, again, if you miss it and, and, and you, you're seeing this not live, uh, we have it on three different platforms and uh, excited to be able to do that. And also, wanna, again, always take time out to thank the frontline workers uh, for the job that they continue to do um, as we uh, continue to work through this pandemic. Um, again, you know, we wouldn't be able to be in the position we're in, our ability to go to the grocery store and have people uh, take great care of us. Uh, those are all the frontline workers the doctors, the nurses, uh, the first responders, everybody uh, that's helping us continue to move forward through this thing as we continue to work to uh, flatten the curve. Um, you know, as we wait to get our first guest on, you know, there were a few questions that we had um, that come through, and I usually try to get some of these answers. So as we wait to get our first guest on here, you know, the first question says, What kept you focused growing up in the city? And uh, again, for me, growing up down in the southwest section of the city for most of my uh, life, uh, I think I moved over to the southeast section um, when I was 15, uh, the Boys and Girls Club. I I tell everybody I owe everything uh, that I've been able to accomplish to uh, the discipline and the structure that I got from the Boys and Girls Club because my mom uh, single parent raised four kids three boys and a girl and was working most of the time so I spent so many hours over at the number four police Boys and Girls Club there right in the gym at Anthony Bowen Elementary School right off of uh, South Capitol Street and and M Street and uh, if it wasn't for Officer Willie Borden and all those guys that uh, helped bring me bring me up, uh, that's what kept me focused. And then sports, uh, my love for sports. I knew that if I didn't have good grades, I wouldn't go to college. If I didn't have good grades, I couldn't play sports. And because of it, I've been able to really change the lineage of my family. And so really excited about that. That's what kind of kept me going. Um, how are we working as a team to improve during the quarantine? Um, I think the big thing for us, as I've said uh, uh, in a bunch of interviews that we've done about this, for me it's all about the glass being half full and not half empty. And so we can't do the physical piece, uh, but we can do the mental piece. And so we've spent the last four weeks uh, really doing a great job of uh, with our players doing all the mental stuff we can possibly do. And we're finishing up those meetings with them. And, um, you know, again, we finish those up Tuesday, then they start preparation for finals and uh, so we've really focused on the mental part, the, you know, football intelligence, situational football. And I feel like we've really made some strides there. But like most of you guys, we're, uh, we're itching to maybe kind of get things going from the physical standpoint. But continue to follow uh, the advice of our uh, medical professional. So a couple of those things. I'm going to bring up uh, a guy. Um, our first, the first guy we're going to have is a, a former Turk baller. Uh, Today is the Turk Basketball Edition. As many of you guys know, I I come to as many basketball games as I can possibly come to uh, when I'm allowed and when I can. Uh, I've had a chance to watch this guy. Uh, He was born in Angola, made his mark on the national team there, and then moved over to this country for high school and uh, started out at Mount Verde, uh, finished up at the IMG Academy uh, down in Sarasota. Uh, Was a first-team All-Big Ten player for us in 2019. Made the all-defensive team in 2019, uh, freshman team in 2018, and was the 34th pick in uh, the Let's bring on my guy, Bruno Fernando. Really excited to talk to, to Bruno, man. Bruno, what's up, big man? What's up, coach? What's up? What's going what's
1: up? on? Not much, man. How you doing?
0: Oh, I'm doing well, man. You see I just switched over from Coach Locks to now I'm a, 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 a some type of uh, – Talk show host now, man. Yeah, hey, I feel you, man. We got to do what we got to do, man. No doubt. Keep busy, man. Well, I'm excited to have you on, man, because I've had a chance. You know, when I came back a year ago, you know, I remember coming and seeing you guys play and uh-huh. I ran into y'all when you were doing your team meals over at the yes, College sir. Park Grill yes, a couple times. Don't tell Coach Turge I tried to get you to come play tight end. You know? <laughs> but what's going on, man? How's how's the quarantine been treating you, big fella?
1: Not much man, it's been great man. I've I've just been trying to stay productive, stay active. Um staying home as much as I can, try to avoid anything else outside and man, it's it's been it is what it is. Like I said, I was just been trying to stay productive and make make a positive situation out, out of this negative situation we're in,
0: you know what I'm well, saying? That's a great thing When I mean, you've always one of the first things that jumps out to me as a coach when I watch you on the court. Mm-hmm. I watch your interaction, it's just the energy you bring, man. And to me, there's nothing more than just great positive energy from yes, a sir. player. And when I, that's why I like sitting courtside, because mm-hmm. you really get to see it and understand just the type of energy you bring, man. And I think that to me is what really jumps out. What about what's going on in your life right now? How are you staying in shape during this quarantine? Are you
1: in-home Do yeah. oh.
0: You got a little gym you can get into? What are you
1: doing for last one This It's a crazy time, obviously. Um, we hope to get, get get access back to the press facility soon, but I've been just trying to work out from home as much as I can. I got some, like, weight room stuff that I went and get in the facility and I've been using at home. I go outside to the park, and I've been doing hill workouts and all that type of stuff. I got a whole program that our strength conditioning coach made for each and, each and every one of us right. that I've been just trying to follow following as much as I can. So... It's been fun though. I think it's it's helping me a lot. Uh, I'm able to. I think I'm I'm able to stay in shape a little bit by doing those things. So,
0: I just gotta continue to do it until we get back, man. All right. Well, we keep. I keep hearing these whispers, man. You know, we have a lot of head coaches' phone calls uh, each yeah. week to talk about this thing possibly opening up, and yeah. I know that the NBA has really ramped up kind of their conversations about maybe uh resuming play yeah what are you hearing i mean i i know what i'm hearing from our end but are you hearing anything about the possibility Man. of resuming play with the nba
1: i feel like for us as players we're hearing about as much as everybody sees in social media um it's just a whole lot of speculation of maybe getting back maybe not we just we just still gotta see through what the situation plays out to be in a couple a couple weeks or a month from now or something like that but um hopefully we get to get back to playing which is what everybody wants but if not then we're just gonna try to use this time to continue to work on our games and and just do everything we can to stay ready for next season but yeah, we we probably we've been hearing as much as everybody else been hearing. I, I I think up to this point what we know is just that we're trying to get the press facilities back
0: open. That's about it. Got it. Now I said in your bio when I read that I mean you came over to this country right before high school for yeah. the most yeah. Um moved over to this country, went to high school on over here, and you mm-hmm. better yourself from a basketball standpoint. Sure. Talk a little about about that transition and, and, and even why you made the transition. That's a that's a hell of a sacrifice to move away from family, friends, yeah. over to a country that you've never been to before. Talk a little bit about how that transition went for you. Obviously, it's paid off. For uh, sure. But, but for the, sure. Initial, the initial move has got to have been pretty scary for a guy going into high school.
1: Yeah, it's definitely paid off, like you said. Um, and I think the biggest thing was something that I feel like every African kid thinks of is playing basketball high level in a better place, which that place is the United States. And uh, for me, my parents was a no-brainer. We didn't even think about it twice, man. That was the opportunity that we've been wanting for the, for our lives. And mm-hmm. uh, once he came, we just took it. And um, I'm just glad it played out the way he did. I came here, went to high school, and ended up going to the best school in America, in Maryland. And um, did what I did, and now I'm in a position to be able to do more for not just my family, but a lot of the people at home that maybe... Want to come to the States and play basketball as well. The so. best
0: school in America and the most powerful area in the, in, in America. For so sure. For I'll sure. tell you a funny story. So I didn't realize until I read your bio that you started out at Mont Verde. Yeah. And I can remember in 2015, I was back here coaching as the offensive coordinator at Maryland.
2: Uh-huh. And I went
0: to visit Mont Verde because they had a big offensive tackle. Yeah. Doing Bello.
1: Bello. Yeah. Yeah. He, I, yeah. I know him.
0: Did you yeah. guys come in together? Because he also moved over. Yeah. On his own, I know Ricardo Dickerson, a former Turk football player, had, had, brought, had brought a, a bellow over. Uh, did you, and he came over and had never played football before. Yeah. Did, did you guys cross paths?
1: I, I mean, we, we were friends in high school, and we talked a lot of Monvary. It was him and a couple of the dudes that came from Africa as well. Right. Um. I didn't know exactly – I don't know exactly when he came, but I think he came right before me because I think right. I he was here. You yeah. guys would have crossed paths. He finished in 2015, yeah. so you were just coming over. Yeah, so it was just you know we just kind of met a on and we just clicked I mean, obviously we we all from Africa and we just try to have our community our own community in uh, on right. campus and try to get together as much as we could but it was fun
0: to have those guys around for sure right Now you you've always been one of the guys that waves the Turk flags like I do you you wave the Turk flag like no other I got like, you Jesus, I was the biggest Turk homer wherever I coached wherever I went hmm. on Sunday I opened up the paper It didn't matter what school I was working for I always check the Balloon Knights te- uh, score from Friday, and I look to see what my Terps did. You you love Maryland. Talk a little bit about what it was like being a Turk for you, man, because I really enjoy hearing just the passion you, you talk about when you talk about being a Turk and having been a Turk.
1: Yeah, um, I love Maryland. Um, that's, I don't think that is ever going to be a question about that. I love Maryland uh, with all my heart. Uh, Maryland's done a lot for me and my family. Maryland changed my life, man. I can never, ever, ever pay them back for what they did. Um, But, man, just going to Maryland, it gave me a whole different perspective about life in in general. Um, The fans, the coaches, my teammates, the guys around campus, the football players, and we all got to be friends, all the sports and everything, man, just to have all that. And uh, obviously a kid like me growing up in Angola, I never really – seeing an environment like that before or being in that type of place where it's like you go to school here you live here you practice here like it's everything a one spot so that made it a lot better for me and my experience was the best it could ever be um man i i if i could have done it for a hundred a hundred years maryland i would have done it coach that is no question about that well, that's great to you hear
0: you know i know what I'm you, saying? one way i do know you can pay maryland back I know there's been a lot of talk about the new basketball practice, yeah, yeah, and I know that's something that Coach Turs and and Brenda want. And
2: if you ever do want to
0: pay that, if you want to give something back, mm-hmm. help them build that facility, man. For you know, sure, I I, I, I I used to, when I was there, I
1: used to tell them every time I used to play with Coach Turs and tell them when when I get to the NBA and hopefully I get to my second, third, and some somewhat contracts, I'm gonna come back and build the Bruno Fernando. Gym facility right there. It's gonna be a cho- choices we made facility. Weight room.
0: Giving it back, giving back, I man. That's what it's yes, all sir. about. It. Yes, sir. When you hear players like you, and I talked to Stefan Diggs on here earlier. Mm-hmm. He talked about endowing a scholarship in his dad's name, just to hear the passion and understand that what the platform that the University of Maryland gave you guys, and to hear that you're willing to give back. Uh, I know as a coach, it means a lot to me because mm-hmm. you realize the importance of a man. Yes, just like I said, you're one of the guys that when I if I want to think of a Maryland, a guy that attended Maryland that will go anywhere in the country and wave the Maryland flag, mm-hmm. you're just one of the first guys that come to my mind, man. Because just Got the you. energy and passion you've always shown. Yes, sir. So you, you hit this a little bit, but let's talk a little bit about the transition going from Maryland to the NBA. I know you 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 missed some time this year. You had a G League assignment. Mm -hmm. Uh, you you lost your mom obviously during that time and and condolences to you and your family. Talk a little bit about what that transition was like and it had to be obviously tough uh, losing your mom during the the transition but also what it was like going from being a college player to an NBA player. Yeah, it was was
1: a tough transition. Um, That's probably the craziest times I've ever lived um, as a human being. Um, But Man, I don't, I don't even like talking about this, but it is what it is. But, um, yeah, my my transition from Maryland to the pros was, was I, I was, if I could say, it was everything I expected it to be. You know, it was filled up good and bad moments, um, up and downs and going to the G League for a couple of games and coming yeah. back and some nights playing a lot, some nights not even playing, some nights not knowing how much I'm going to play uh, with Shizou part of the process that I just got to be ready to adjust to it and continue to work and grind and, and just understanding that the room wasn't built in a day. Um, so for me to just kind of think of it that way, it helps me a lot to just stay positive and continue to grind and, and try to better myself to stay ready whenever the opportunity presents itself. Um And like you said, you know, throughout the road, I've faced so many bumps and um, I think I took the hardest hit life could ever give to me right um and that was just losing my mom um that was a, that was the time when i felt like i lost it off personally i just stay. every type of motivation i lost at that right at that moment right there and uh just for me to even think of it and try to talk about it right now i don't even like doing this just because i i try to just keep my mind away from from it as much as I can, cause I just think too much. And me living by by myself and being here in the NBA, being such a lonely life, sometimes you don't get many moments where you can not really take your head away from it. Right. But yeah, that was um. It's been a crazy year, crazy transition. I'm trying to adapt to life the way it is. Um, I got my my pups, got my brothers and my sister with me, and I'm just trying to continue to make life better for them and fun as much as I can because one thing I did realize is life is made of memories and now all the other things that don't really matter because
0: right now all I have for my mom is memories um right. so well that's I, that's awesome to hear man and um you're approaching this thing the right way I do know you understand you've got that Turk community behind you I know coach Turge and coach Bino and all those guys, man, have always had your back, and they're like family as well. And, yes, sir. You, know, uh, you got Turf Nation behind you, man, because of always. what you did here, the energy you brought. Uh, really, really, like I said, I enjoyed watching you play, man. Appreciate uh, that. Uh, before I let you go, a couple other things, man. Uh, you're a 1st Angolan drafted into the yeah. NBA. Yeah. What a milestone. What a, what a what a milestone and something, you know, when have you when you go back over there, I mean, they've got a just really, really love the fact that that you're the
1: first. And what's that like? Yeah, it's 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 amazing. You know, it's an amazing accomplishment for me. Um, I would definitely say that it's something that I, I wanted to do. It personally, I wanted to get. I wanted to get to the NBA. Um, I wasn't sure if I was going to be the first Angolan or not. Um, whatever it was, it didn't really matter as long as I got to that dream of mine. Um, but just to be that first guy that opens the door for everybody else kind of means a lot to me. It's another honor for me to represent Angola at this level, and just you know bring the flag and the name of, of the country as far as I can. And um, I'm sure it made it made it easier for a lot of a lot of the kids back home to dream about being in the NBA one day because now they seen somebody who came from the exact same place as them being able to accomplish that dream and that goal. So. Um, I'm extremely, extremely happy for it. It's a gratifying feeling for sure,
0: and I'm gonna just continue to work and take the name
1: up and beyond,
0: man. Well, you've done that, man, and you've made a lot of people proud. Uh, like I said, I know the basketball family there, Terp Nation. You yes, You made sir. everybody proud, man. And when we come out of this pandemic, man, you'll be, uh, you'll be the, a better person because sure. I know you're working, your sure. tail off, you're doing all the little things. That's what makes you the type of player that you've been. Yes, I appreciate sir. you coming on, man. It's no great doubt, catching man. up with you.
2: Again, when you get back
0: too. up here to College Park, please don't hesitate to stop over and come see me. Do I you got you. Thank you enough, man. Be safe. You. Be safe. Be safe down here in Atlanta, right? Yes, yeah, sir. I'm in Atlanta. Yeah. Be safe. and Tell tell Alex Lynn we said what's up. I may have to get I, him on here next. I got you. I'm going to tell
1: him and Kev that. All right.
0: Great talking to you. Bruno Fernando. Yes, sir. I appreciate uh, you. Great to have him here. Yes. On Thanks. the show, uh, another great Turp, a guy that, again, if you've ever been to a Turp basketball game while he was here, uh, you guys understand the passion, the energy that this, guy's, this guy brought to the, the table. And, you know, the transition from college to pros is always tough uh, for, for everybody because there is a transition. But I can only tell you, and you know, obviously he dealt with some tragedy, uh, the unknown of when he was playing, as he talked about. But he, one thing I do know that he'll bring the right kind of energy and the right type of mentality, uh, and he'll work through it. You know, as we wait for our next guest, man, we'll take a few more of these questions. Um, you know, one of the things that pops up is name your top memory as a Terp. Um, and I've told this story many times, man. I can remember um, being in the locker room in uh, 2001. Uh, we were getting ready to play Clemson. Um, and at home, a night game. Uh, we were we were off and running really well. It was Ralph Friedgen's, Coach Friedgen's first year, uh, and somehow, someway, we found out that Florida State had just uh, had just lost to NC State right before we were going to take the field. And I can remember uh, Coach Friesian gathering the team up in the locker room and basically saying, "Hey, you know, Florida State just lost. We win this game. We at least have a tie for the ACC championship." Um, you know, let's go out there and let's, let's kick these guys' butts. Uh, let's go take this victory, and we at least got a tie, and then the next week we obviously played NC State, uh, won that game, which we outright won it. But the thing that I remember most about this memory was I was in the press box with Charlie Taff at the time, and, you know, as, we, as you guys know, when we come out of the locker room and you have to walk up the side of the stairs there to get to the press box, And I remember getting up to the top of the press box and looking out, and it was the first time I saw Maryland Stadium, Bird Stadium, whatever you want to call it at that time, every seat in the house was packed. And it was an electric environment. And it it was, to me, I just remember taking it in before the kickoff and looking across and seeing the upper deck, every seat in the house completely packed. And it was all Maryland fans, Maryland people, we went out, and won the game uh, in great fashion and ended up winning the ACC championship the next week on the road. So for me, that had to be uh, one of the best memories I had um, as a uh, as a Terp. Uh and also, you know, there's a lot of other games I've been, but to me, that's the one that really jumps out. Um, you know, I got asked the question uh, how has been, how has recruiting been affected uh, by the COVID crisis? And obviously, um, you know with recruiting. Um, The big piece for us is being able to get people on campus. I say this all the time that recruiting is a people business. And, you know, a lot of people when you recruit, they they make it about uh, what I call fluff, bricks and mortar, buildings, stadium sizes, and all that. Uh, But what I've found over the years that is recruiting is about people and relationships. And so one of the things that I pride myself and one of the things that every coach on my staff understands is we need to build really strong and meaningful relationships not just with the guys we're recruiting, but also with our team, because our players are our best allies when it comes to recruiting. And if the guys in your program are enjoying playing in your program, they're going to be great ambassadors for you when kids come on campus. So recruiting is going great for us right now. Um, obviously, we can't talk about it, but we're off to a good start, um, kind of right on track as to what we thought. Uh, we kind of targeted this 21 recruiting class is really our – first full class because we have an opportunity to recruit these guys for what will be about two years completely. And I know we struggled coming in last year in January with keeping some of the local players, but I really think the vision that we're selling, the relationships we've built, and because of COVID now we can't get them on campus. That's made it hard, but we've done a lot of things uh, before COVID, pre-COVID-19, as well as now on the phones of FaceTime and Zoom. We're doing everything we can to stay relevant here locally. And if we do that, uh, we continue to do that, we'll, we'll wind up with a, a great recruiting class that will end up being the foundation uh, for our return to uh, success as a program. So uh, let's keep the show going, man. Uh, I, the next guy I want to bring on is uh, all, one of my all-time favorites. And I say this a lot about everybody because I love all these guys. And as I told you, I'm a huge basketball fan. and I watched this guy uh, a long time. He's a three-time All-Big Ten selection. Uh, He was a nominee for the Wooden Award, which is the National Player of the Year Award. Uh, Was first-team All-Big Ten. um, Made the all-defensive team. A guy that started every game from the time he stepped on campus. uh, Has kept the tradition of a long line of great point guards that that have come through the, the Maryland Terrapin basketball program and kept that tradition going and carried that torch really nice. Let's bring on one of my favorite Terps. Uh, with my man Anthony Cowan, man. Great to have Ant on. Uh, excited about having him tonight. Uh, again, another great Turk. I got it. I've said it. I got myself in a little trouble. I got big myself dog. in a little trouble. Ant, what's up, man?
2: What's up with it, big dog?
0: You tell me. What's going on?
2: Not much, man. Trying to stay productive. Trying to do whatever I can to get over this time, but Selling, with you?
0: Hopefully you staying safe and not For roaming sure. the streets, right?
2: Nah, nah, not at all. You see, well, I'm at the crib getting a little backyard bump, man. You know okay. how that goes. Yeah.
0: Love it. I was, I was getting ready to tell the story. how I, I created a little uh, discussion because every time I, you, you come, you're a football guy. You used to come, watch practice. I know you and yeah. Aunt, Aunt McFarland are yeah. really close, and, and you played a little football growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and always used to say, "Man, you would make one hell of a corner." Nah, and, for sure. And, and it's created some discussion. And I know some of your basketball guys got pissed because I was like, well, "I know <laughs> he, he could play corner at this yeah. level." So, and I've had a lot of people. I, I read all the comments that they made. You was going back and forth. I yeah. still feel like you would be one hell of a cover corner. Now, and I, don't I know and if I you thought... put your face on somebody. I do <laughs> know you're tough, and I don't question your toughness, but. It's a little, it's it's called making choices when a 240-pound running back running yeah. at you, you got to make a decision. And, no, and for I don't sure. doubt your toughness because you got that DMV, you got that DMV DNA, so I know you ain't afraid, man. What's been going yeah, on? For Tell sure. us a little bit about what's, what you've been doing during the quarantine.
2: Yeah, just trying to stay productive, like I said. Um, working out, obviously. Um, I'm just trying to get in a little routine just to, just to make sure I'm, I'm, I'm staying where I need to be, um, just never knowing what's, what's going to happen. Um, and then also, I'm also starting my podcast, um, getting that on, getting that off the ground, trying to get some stuff going with that. I think we got some really good ideas, some really good guests, so um, just trying to get get that all together. Got
0: it. Now, you played football growing up a little
2: bit, right? Yeah, for sure. Did you
0: play football? Who, who did you play youth football for?
2: I played for Boy Bulldogs. I don't know. You probably you probably heard of them. Boy Bulldogs. Bowie Bulldogs uh, yeah. 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 I played Atlanta what Raiders. Positions, what
0: positions um, did you
2: play? I was an athlete. What did you I play? was an athlete. I was an athlete. I was put all around the field.
0: Wide receiver.
2: All around the field. Did Whatever ever they play need. You quarterback? Yeah. A little bit of quarterback. A little bit of quarterback. A little bit of running back. A little bit of everything.
0: Got you now. So obviously the NBA, mm. I, we just had your boy Bruno on, man. I had Bruno on uh, right before you came yeah, on. So. And I know you guys uh, spent a lot of time together. I've seen a lot of the alley oops. Did you get a chance to see the alley oop by court on my court? My, my, my court out back? Yeah, No, nah, I
2: need. I, huh? nah, I need to see that. I need to go back and look at that. I need to go back and, and look go at check, that. check.
0: You need to go check it out. Don't don't yeah, as I I tell you, don't let the belly fool you. I got a little point guard. In my head <laughs> Talk I hate, a little bit about the NBA draft process for you. And obviously with COVID-19 and everything is kind of on hold, what things are you doing to stay in shape? And, and what are you hearing about the NBA draft prospect?
2: Yeah, so just to try and stay in shape. Um, just doing a lot of running. Um, it's a hill, uh, like right down the street from my house. I'm getting a lot of hill work in, uh, which is helping a lot. Um, doing the bike. Um just trying to do everything I can. Um just trying to switch it up. Don't try to get too bored with it, just trying to stay in shape. Um and then just obviously getting my little skill work in. I got a little personal gym. Um that I'm getting some work hours in too. Um but you yeah, just like I said, up. just trying to trying to find anything I can do. Yeah, You're yeah. Get, get out, get a shot something. Up. Got this little gym um in Gaithersburg. Um so yeah, definitely. Got it. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Sure. What a
0: run that you guys had. Man, I was so – sure. uh, I, I know you guys were disappointed. I know a lot of our fans were really disappointed because what a run you guys had. Uh, you guys tied for the Big Ten Championship, which means you won a Big Ten Championship before you left here. For sure. uh, and to have your season end the way it ended, I hated it for a guy like you, man, because you left your hearts, your soul, your tears all out on that court, man. What was it like, and, and what were the emotions when you found out the, the big ten tournament and then the 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 NCAA tournament were going to be canceled what what type of emotions did you go through with
2: that yeah i mean it was it was weird um i say i say this to people all the time it was almost like the kobe um the kobe death it just didn't feel real um it felt like it felt like um it was no way that they could cancel um something that was so so big and that meant so much to so many people um but no, I, uh, but on the other hand, I definitely understood. Um, and I think this time definitely gave me the opportunity to just come at peace with a lot of things. Got
0: it. What, 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 what would you have taken away? What did you take away from going through that experience? Because one of the things I say to our team is everything you do is training you or preparing you for something down the road. What but, did you take from that, man? Because what, what I took from losing spring ball is the fact that, you know, we take it for granted, man, that it's right. going to be here all the time. Right, for sure. So what did you take from not being able to go to the tournament, whether it's the Big Ten or the NCAA, what did you take away
2: from it? Um, I'm talking – just like you said, Um, just every, just don't take stuff for granted. Um, Nothing is given to you. I mean, stuff is earned. Um, and that you just got to understand that because um, we was just a couple – before, like, they shut everything down, we was just practicing and just winning the Big Ten Championship like a couple days before um, thinking everything's straight, everything, we're going to go out, we're going to give it all in our Big Ten tournament, then just have everything just cut off um, so quickly. It just shows um, that you just never know what's going to happen. Um, and you just got to be prepared for it because life, life, life takes crazy
0: turns. It does, it does. Now, you're one of the guys that was a local guy who stayed here at home, played and put on for the hometown team. I've been beating this drum for a long time, man, and, I've been at Maryland and been a part of Maryland for 13 seasons, and I've seen the good, bad, and ugly of it. And I've been a part of those big wins on the football side. And when we did it, we did it with a lot of local homegrown players. And for whatever reason, the basketball side, man, you guys have done a tremendous job of keeping players like you right here at home. Talk a little bit about what it was like staying home, playing in front of your family, friends, for the uh, uh, university that, that you grew up, I
2: hope. Did you grow up a Turk fan? See, it was a little weird. I like Georgetown. Um, I was always going to Georgetown, going to Georgetown camps. Um, obviously, I went to St. John's. I like Chris Wright. Um, I, I was, I was a ball boy for Georgetown um, when I was younger. So I was always, I always had Georgetown in the back of my mind. I really didn't, I really didn't like Merlin. Um, I was, I, I was, I was, I was coming, I was coming up, I was coming to games. This is when like Terrell Stoglin was the point guard. Mm-hmm um that team was going on they was kind of struggling um and it just it just wasn't no fire um just or just in the in the area um and then um mellow came and he he turned it around um he really did um he really put um that light back on merlin um and it really um it really made me just see see so many different things and then when he started to do that i had my i had my vision put my vision together um just come back and do something special so Nah, that was huge for me. Um, but Mellow definitely was a was a huge influence
0: of that. Ooh, so Mellow coming was the catalyst for turning you from a Georgetown guy
2: to a Maryland guy? Nah, I and nah yeah, I didn't really after did, when my when my recruiter process started to pick up, I ain't really start I didn't I really got away from Georgetown a little bit. Um but but nah, but but Mello was definitely one of the biggest influence for sure. What was
0: it like playing here at home and being able to have your family and, I mean, I always see your parents uh, right. in the stand. What was that like, man, and, and the experience
2: of that? Yeah, it just brought so much joy to our family. Um, just to go out and um, be able to experience um, just, just the whole whole thing with college game day. I mean, um, just playing basketball at College Park means something that they've done their whole lives and going to see all these top players play, um, to go actually see one of their own play, Um and be front row. It's, it's huge for for me and my family. and we, We've always been appreciative of
0: it. I watched the little video they made of you, man. And I love the fact that you're one of these local guys that stay here. And I'm doing all I can on the football side to keep it. For sure. I think we're starting to gain a little momentum, man. And yeah, for sure. And I use basketball as an example, man, because, you know, when you do it right here at home and the network that you build and the power of the Maryland brand and the Maryland basketball brand that you guys sure. have from, Stevie, to Juan, to you, to Melo, all these great guys that have come through that were all really local guys, man. It's such a benefit. Uh, you benefited greatly from it, right?
2: Yeah, for sure. No, 100%. Um, just being that local guy and just building a relationship, like you said. Um, it's crazy that I got Scott Van Pelt number just – and we texting, like we just like everyday friends, like during the season, like all all day. So it's crazy just the type of um, connections you build. So, but no, for sure, it's definitely a blessing, for sure.
0: All right, before I let you go, man, your favorite Turk moment. I just got finished talking about mine as I was buying some time for you to hop on. What's your favorite uh, Turk moment?
2: Sure. Uh, people t- ask me, though, I always tell them I can't pick one. I always try, but I got the two. Um, that, that shot I had against Illinois and then the 3-3s um, three back at Michigan State. Those those my two moments I I'll never forget.
0: Man, that Michigan State game. You were on fire, yeah. You I had that uh, Michael Jordan last dance yeah. in your eyes. Yeah, I, for sure. I had a chance to watch that on TV. And was, yeah. Uh, you finished that thing the right way, man. I had but to. look, I appreciate you taking time out your schedule, man. Sure. Tell your parents and everybody I said, hello. You know you're always welcome to practice.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, for know. sure. I'm going to get in some 7-on-7 okay. seven seven drills. <laughs> uh, yeah, why? I'm serious
0: 707 seven is probably where you should stay cause when we <laughs> Oh yeah, nah.
2: Family, y'all man. got the pass Y'all got the pass, I don't need the pass I ain't, need, I ain't doing Good the Good talking to
0: you, and come back and see us, man You made us all proud as a Turk For sure uh, the, the job you did, the four years here, man The leadership oh. you've shown You leave here as one of those guys that really Are the epitome of what being a Turk's all about And we can't thank uh. you enough Be safe, man
2: Always, thank you, appreciate you having me Yeah, I'll holler at you
0: Anthony Cowan, man, another homegrown talent here that came to Maryland, did a tremendous job uh, for Coach Turgeon and and his basketball program. You know, we had two Turk basketball legends, man, Bruno Fernando, Anthony Cowan. I can't thank those guys enough for coming on. Once again, I can't thank you guys enough for uh, spending a Friday with me, uh, late night with locks. We'll be back Tuesday, excited. Can't thank you guys enough for all the support you show. Have a great weekend. Be safe.